Welcome to the Route 77 podcast. Today, we delve deep into a topic that many find elusive, but equally enriching, the art and importance of developing devotions in our lives. We'll share insights, personal experiences, and hopefully ignite the spark of encouragement to help you start or enhance this transformative practice in your life. Welcome to the Route 77 podcast. My name is Natasha. I'm your host, and I'm here with Monique. Hello. And David. Hello. And I was hoping to maybe just talk about devotions. It was something I struggled with for years and years. Yep. And there's this idea that you either have to do it the way you did growing up, or there's this like one way of doing it. And then it's as you struggle to do it and can't commit to it, then you just feel like a failure. Or I started and restarted and restarted like so many times over the years and never got very far. I have my hand up because that's me too. The funny thing is that everybody says, hey, you're just going to discipline yourself. Okay. Huh? Easier said than done. <laughs> it was like, discipline myself. I didn't like being disciplined when I was a kid. That's I, bad. So, yeah. so get those devotions done. And then it feels like a chore sometimes or that it's like an action that you're going through and you're not really getting much out of it. And it's really difficult to just find a way to do it. But we're here to tell you that there's hope. It can be done. It can be done. And there's no one way devotion. So even what we talk about today, it's not like you have to do our way or the highway. It's just our way is pretty good. But but there are ways to make it interesting. So it's important to understand that devotions are important. Not how you do them, but that you do them. Somewhat how you do them. But, But mostly like, that it's being done because God has told us to read the scripture, to pray to him, to spend time meditating, to spend time doing these things as well as fellowship in the church. So church is good, but it's not every day. You can't, you can't get to know someone if you're only with them for an hour a week. It would take very long time. Oh, it would take a very long time. It could happen, but it would take very, it would take longer than spending time with them every day. Yeah. And it's not a chore like it sounds. No. And I find it interesting because like, you all, you probably have your things that you could talk about. I recently introduced Stargate to Monique. And so while we've been watching Stargate, I've been able to give her many facts and tidbits about behind the scenes and this actor and that thing, what this director was doing. Because I had listened to the behind the scenes and the commentaries and all these things and watched the show. It was insane. Yes, she cannot go through the entire episode without me giving her like just tidbit. Yes. Like, oh, a trivia. And this, what, and this, like, oh, like, oh, yes. But that's, and this is from a lot of years ago. It's not a concern of any shows and stuff now like that, I think, as much, but where I can give you that much information. But it proves to you that if you're interested in something, you will get to know everything about it. Yeah, you can get to know inside out, backwards. It's it's like me with the Korean thing, like with the K-pop and drama and stuff like that. My Korean friends, they know more about Korea than they do when they grew up there because it was so interesting. Yeah, and even what we know about Taekwondo and Korea and Korean, like we got an interest in it. And so we started to learn about it. Even if we're not fluent in it, we have a basic understanding. Yeah. And I'm sure, David, you're the same with the things that you're interested in, right? Yep. Yeah. The more interest you have in it, the more you want to know about it. 
Yeah. And we go, oh, I don't have a good memory or I'm not good at spending time doing stuff. I'm here to tell you that, yes, you are. Then, yes, we do. Just think about the thing that you like the most and how much information you know about it. And you're going, yes. Even if it's like your job or you could tell many, you can tell us everything and anything pretty much about barbecues, fireplaces. Pretty much. Even though it wasn't maybe your passion, (laughs) but it's just years of years years and years of being part of the industry. And learning as you went along yeah so yeah so we do have the generally we do have the mental capability yeah to and to uh, take in information and we do have the ability to make time when we need to or when we want to like i always had time for sports even amongst all the busyness of being on the farm growing up we always had time for sports always had time for reading yeah a big portion of devotion is when you want to seek wisdom and knowledge within devotion and you meditate on the Bible, a huge portion of it. One of the amazing things about knowledge in the Bible is that it can be acted on. You can practice it day to day by doing daily tasks or interacting with people. That is one of the ways that I that is a primary way of how to re- retain knowledge, retain memory, and what's in the Bible and stuff is that if you can find a way to meditate and act on it, like physically show someone the Bible, talk to someone about the Bible, engage in a conversation, show kindness like Jesus did throughout his life, you'll find that recalling information from the Bible and how Jesus lived and what he expects of his of those who believe in him is much, much easier. Maybe it's the words we use that makes it daunting. Sometimes. And I think there's a sort of, I sometimes find it interesting when pastors talk about, they'll say a word like sanctification. And they'll be like, let me explain that to you. But then it's like, yes, I think it's good that they explain these words to us. But at the same time, like if we could understand the minute details and intricacies of a TV series or a video game or a book series or something that we enjoy, then should we not put that same amount of effort into learning and understanding like our own faith? The God of the universe has saved us from our sins and we're going to spend eternity with. Yeah. How would we not want to know more about him? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's so sometimes, yeah, we think, oh, it's going to be like, I'm not a pastor or I'm not a missionary or I'm not apologetic apologetic then i don't need to know all this stuff i'm just it's not for it's not my job to know this stuff no i think it is and once you start into it they say it takes 14 days to develop a habit so if it's something that you can give yourself 14 days to do at a specific time if and if you do it at the same time each day each day so that's the important thing is to try to create a routine and i would ask yourself are you a morning person or a night person? Because somebody once said to me, you got to give God your best time, not your worst time. So for me to get out early and do devotions would be basically pointless. Yeah, I am not time. functioning at that point. I'm not yes. thinking. And it's a struggle. Like some people get up early, exercise and do whatever. And I think that's a crazy person. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but we can have a devotions here at 10 or 11 o'clock at night and have completely like logical conversations they're theological they're funny they're go on they go on for riot trails yeah so just start there are you a morning person or a night person yeah get up a little bit early stay up a little bit later 
doesn't have to be an hour. No. It can be 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Depending on you as a person. Yeah. And you never know how much you can roll after that. Yeah. Get yourself started with a basic thing. I started originally by just finding like a reading Bible in a year reading plan. And then Monique and I started doing it together. And then we've since added things, which we can talk about as we go along. Yeah. So first is just like finding that scheduled time where you can do it and put it, put a notification on your phone. Yeah. We kind of full devotions or basic devotions. And sometimes we're, if we're not feeling well, or if it's really late, we'll do a basic one. If it's a full one, if we're every one more time. But even like basic one is Bible reading. Well, well, another thing, if you're not sure. a reader, there are audio. Yeah. Yep. yep. And there's really good ones too. There are. I like the David Suchet one because there's something like a British person speaking the Bible. And when he's played Aslan, there's something quite like Aslan reading you the Bible. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. So definitely really important to read the Bible, especially trying to get something in every day. It's like God's given us the word. Here's the information he wants us to know about him and his word and the world. So why not read it? If you were going to school for anything, they're going to give you a textbook on the subject and you're supposed to read it. It's since we started doing these reading through the Bible in a year, I've read parts of the Bible that I've never read before and learned things that I'm going, I had no idea about that. And these random verses that are injected into the middle of the scripture going, what was that there? I mean, we sometimes go and research it. Sometimes we just don't know. It's, it's just going to leave it. To the retired. Yep. But it's interesting because we're reading through the Bible in a year. We chose to go through that and we're reading in the ESV, yeah. English Standard Version. But next year, once we're done this one, we're hoping to read the, there's a one reading plan that's called this chronological order. So reading yeah. chronological order. And I'm thinking too, even I hadn't talked to money, but trying a different version, like maybe NIV or New King James or something. Just something. This giving it like a different. Context. Context of how you're listening to it, how you're, and for us, reading it out loud, like one person, we have kick turns, one person reads out, reads the Bible out loud and the other person prays and we switch each night. Reading it out loud and you're following along most of the time if the person's reading, you have it on your own phone and you're following along. But like, it's just so different than just reading it in your head. You really, it, you're really challenged with how to say some of these names too, especially when it's all whole chapter and it's all names the chronicles oh my gosh but it also like reading it in the order that it is in the bible like currently in the scriptures so just bible in a year we're reading some of the old testament some of the new testament every night yeah and as we go through we can see these parallels going on in the old and new testament which is really cool if you just read the Bible straight through, like from Genesis through to Revelation, like you might miss because you're reading it like Old Testament, then you go to New Testament. Again, if you read it a different reading plan, there's so many different ones out there. You can see things in different lights and yeah. it'd be, it's interesting to, to read. Yeah. And even a lot we're reading through Romans right now. And I don't think I've ever read through Romans like straight through. I've read portions or had portions read during church or mix and match and you never, but not actually like from one end to the other straight through. And so you actually get this idea, like this whole letter and he's making this whole apologetic throughout the entire thing for the Christian faith. And it's just the interesting everything that he's building upon build, like logic and yeah. he's building logic upon logic and how he's bringing about his points. And it's, we're so used to hitting, like getting the Bible in, in sound bites or like bits and pieces here and there. We hear it on the radio. We might see a verse on Facebook. We'll see it here in church. But when you actually see it as a whole, it just really changes a lot. 
But I also find like, even if you do read that bold verse in church, because you go right from the verse into a sermon, what you may have heard or read is put in the back further because now you're listening to the sermon. But because we're reading through it in our own devotions, we can stop and pause and talk about what we just read. Yeah. And sometimes we'll like open Logos and find, we're like, why is this verse here? What does this mean? And then we'll go through the commentaries of Logos and try to figure out like what theologians have been talking about with in regards to these verses. And a really good Bible app, by the way, if you haven't, if you haven't heard of it or you've never downloaded it, highly recommend it. Yeah, there's a free version of Logos and they offer a free book every single month because they want people to build their library. And then they have deals as well, like a book for 99 cents, a book for $1.99, if you do choose to buy something. But otherwise, you can get, you start, there's a basic thing that comes with it. And then you can build on your library one book at a time. And they're good books. Like they're decent yeah. books, those free ones. It's not just 99 cents books or something that are free. So something obscure that you've never, what is this? Yeah. I've never heard of this. Does this even exist in part? I think I got the consequences of ideas by R.C. Sproul last, last month. So when we, yeah, so there's, they find a Bible translation that you feel comfortable with. And that is, I think, one that is recommended by general churches. You want to make sure that what you're reading is, has been interpreted correctly, correctly or at least like it's verified it's, uh, by scholars. Yes. Not a single person manuscript. Because even churches will pitch cherry pick. Yeah. But even Bible Gateway has daily reading plans, has massive amounts of translations available that are free. Yeah, I use Bible Gateway for all mine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just to listen to it in audio. Yeah, you can find the audio ones on there for free as well. But it's just some Bible translations or paraphrases such as the message were just written by one specific person without a community of peers around them to help make sure that things are kind of being correct translated correctly or interpreted correctly and so when it comes to like paraphrase and stuff like that you have to be careful just that you're not just basically getting essentially a commentary by a specific person most translations are written by like a panel of people and they're not all from the same denomination but they're all evangelical so that there's like this sort of, they're just, there's just always, there's checks and balances. That's the word. Checks and balances, like making sure that these things are being yeah. accurately yeah. interpreted. And the thing is, every translation is to an extent an interpretation. Yeah. If I like to mention too that these languages like Greek and stuff are heavy context based. So there could be two meanings to a word and it's defined based on context. Exactly. These languages are very heavy in that. Yeah. So that's why it's good these things down. Yes. But it's also good to, this is where it's, can we get to, we have a very, no, we have a very, but it's good to invest in commentaries. Yes. Of people that you can, like, that are reputable. Because then it can help walk you through things. That's what happens with us. We'll read something, we'll be like, hey, why is that in there? That seems odd. That seems weird. That seems like character. But then when you go and you read some of these commentaries, you're going, oh, okay. But even sometimes the people in the commentaries aren't even sure. Yeah. Like sometimes they're just, it's just very, it is very confusing. So you can see how like reading the Bible, like if you just being like, okay, I got to check that off my list. It's just, you're not really engaging in it. No. And one thing you can do, like even like what Monique and I do, if we're not in the same house, we'll actually FaceTime each other. Yep. 
and then we can still read it out loud. So even if you're not living with somebody, this is a way you can do it. You can find a friend and be like, hey, let's do devotions together. Just like FaceTime and read it. Yeah. Because if that's the way you would like to try it yeah. and be like, oh, I can't do it because I have nobody that lives with me over by myself. You'd be like, hey, yeah. this is how you can do it. Technology nowadays can put you in each other's presence yeah, really easily. Yeah. So there's no, so that's just a way to do it. Like you, you find a reading plan. I think I highly recommend finding a reading plan. And there's so many out there that you can find ones that fit with your, you know, maybe you're like a person who can't focus for very long and just need one minute, two minute readings. Then there's just find that, find a good reading plan for that. Or maybe you're someone who like needs to read like, a lot more to really understand the gist of something than find a reading plan for that. It just helps you, gives you structure. Yeah. So I say find a reading plan, find a good translation, and find a time of day to do it in. Yeah. So you also like to hear things like when you're driving. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I need music when I'm driving. And I prefer talk. And you prefer talk. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's another thing that's your thing. Yeah, there's like the audio Bible. If, but you have to be the type of person who can listen to like uh, like audio people talking and not just drown it out. I right. do that with music. Like I don't mind music, but eventually it just becomes kind of the background and I just don't hear anything anymore. But with talking and audio, then I tend to like, unless something happens where I'm trying to find a place or right, something weird happens in front of me and I'm not I'm focusing on the road much more, I'm listening to what's going on. So this is why I can listen to my textbooks as I'm, running, as I'm driving around and remember things. Yeah. See, so not the opposite. Uh, that kind of stuff go turns into background noise, whereas music, I'm singing right along with it all. Yeah, you're in, you're into it. Uh, yeah, I'm into my own little world. <laughs> yeah, y'all can go drive however you want down there in your thing. I want a bumper sticker that says "Caution Driver Singing." I saw that on somebody's star. Like, that's mine. Oh yeah, David. No comment on that conversation. <laughs> Can't relate to that at all. Wait, you don't drive? <laughs> you did drive a boat for a very short time. That was fun. That was. You can do anything in Korea. Yeah. It was an electric boat. It didn't go very fast. No, it was very slow. Yeah. But Thank God. It made for a great picture. So, yeah. So, you had a fun time with. So, now we go from reading the Bible. So, you've read your Bible. Now we're going to the prayer part of it. This is how we started. And this is something I think I would recommend. You can just start by praying. Just do your prayer. However, you feel like you need to do it at the beginning, just get something out. But as you get more into prayer, you'll find that there's so much to pray about. Oh, yeah. You think it's just going to be like the short thing. And then you like, I could keep going, but it's late and we have to get out. And I can't spend an hour praying. But then you start feeling guilty because you mentioned one person, but not another person. Or yeah. And all of a sudden you've got a prayer list going. What happens? If it's ginormous and you don't know what how to do it. And so we actually broke down... There's a different prayer focus every night of the week. And so, like, for example, on Sunday night, we have just a general prayer. Yep. It's prayer for ourselves and prayer for anything that's going on immediately. And we always pray for anything that's immediately going on every single night, like depending on it changes. But say for Monday night, we pray for the for the podcast and for our ministry because the podcast will guide on Tuesday. Tuesday night is the hardest one we have in for us, it's praying for our leaders and for those like who are in the government and for the like the first responders and stuff. And the reason why we find it most difficult is that praying for Des Justin Trudeau is sometimes very difficult. But we are called to pray for our leaders, and we try to 
pray the best that we can when it comes to some of them, even if we're very frustrated, but we will pray specifically for the government and then for like things like the first responders, the police, the firemen, and all of those ones. And it's funny, now that Justin Trudeau and his wife have announced their separation, now we really have something to pray about. Yeah, exactly. Because and, they're children for one. Yeah. And we and we don't we we can't speculate the reason. It's not our job or our business. No, but we just pray. Yeah. So that's on Tuesday and Wednesday we pray for the economy yeah. and for and farmers. farmers, economy and farmers. That's Wednesday. Thursday is for the persecuted church and martyrs and martyr. Yep. Friday is for friends and family. Both we have kind of saved and unsaved. We pray differently. For fam- friends and family, and then Saturday we pray for our church and for our pastor before the for service the sermon coming yeah. on Sunday. And again, we rotate, so one person's praying, one person, the other person's reading the Bible, and so basically every week you pray yeah. for like the other thing. And, and it's funny, so it's Tuesday today, isn't it? It's my turn. No, no. It's we laugh about it now, but when we when it's really that conscious, oh, I don't know what to pray. It's hard because you want to pray. You want to give it all you yeah. honoring. Yeah, you want it to be honoring. And I think, too, by praying for people that we don't agree with and that we can be very upset with, the decisions that they make, though, helps us to be, like, more great, gracious to the person, even in our own minds. Yeah. And so, yeah, nobody has to follow what we did specifically. No. But it, what we found is it helped give us, like, more focus. And we weren't, like, just having this ginormous prayer of random things and we didn't know what to include and not include that specific night and or you'd forget something and this way we actually focuses on specific things and like i said we pray if there's something going on for some reason somewhere with somebody yeah. we'll still pray for those people every any night yeah yeah but, we don't wait for a specific night to have to pray for somebody who has needs yeah exactly yeah and so that's how we do the prayer side of things and Again, praying out loud, it really does help for us. But again, so you might not be that type of person and you want to pray quietly, then that's okay too. But by giving it like some sort of structure, like by giving, designating certain days to pray for certain things, it does help focus your mind and give you, and you actually end up praying like more fully for these topics rather than just like when we pray for our leaders, for example, you might. If you were praying it in a ginormous prayer or a random thing, you might just say, I'll talk about Justin Trudeau or whatever. Yeah. But then we talk, we pray for like him, but then we pray for all the government in Ottawa and then pray for our local, like our provincial and our local and our city. And so we come right down and we pray more, even though we may not owe every single person's name, we pray more specifically for the people in, the, in power when it comes to all the different levels where you may not, we may not, we didn't do that before we made these yeah. specific days. Yeah. Is, as much as it's a hard thing to do, and also a friend of ours, Heather, she actually led a, a bit of a study a while ago, and she went through a thing about praying, and she said, prayer, when you start the prayer, focus on God, because usually, and I really quite like this, usually when we start praying, we always, thank you God for this thing, which is not a bad thing, but her thing is to focus on God's character and qualities first and and so we would all sit around in a circle and she said today what we're going our prayer is going to be just saying one word what your favorite thing about god is 
whether it's his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his grace. So we'd all go around the circle. We all say one word. And then at the end of it, she says, amen. That's it. That's it. And because she said, "You, I want you to learn to focus the beginning. Because that's how Jesus modeled it, right? He said, when you pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Which is giving God the glory first. Yeah. So there's another and, way. And there's this idea too, I need to pray just like my dad prayed or just like my pastor prays or again, it's very personal Yeah. and how you interact with God in this specific way where I think we're always in commun- community or communing with God. We should be in a sense anyway, all the time. We always have an open line with God. We don't have to like specifically be holding your hands, closing your eyes, kneeling, whatever. But this helps, like this is the type of time where you're actually specifically focusing on yeah, but the act of prayer. Yeah. Prayer should always be tuned in to God, whether you're praying. And by praying every day like this, it actually helps keep you in that tune. There was a movie I watched not that long ago, and it was a young girl who struggled to pray for God. And the pastor told us, why don't you do it in a letter? We're writing in a letter and then mail it. And they actually had a, it was a true story, I believe. And they actually had a mailbox for people because it, it, it calmed on so well that people were writing letters to God and they put it in a mailbox like they were going to mail it. And and I thought, well, that's a cool thing. I don't know if they actually, I, it, I watched the movie a long time ago and it's actually called Letters to God. So if you have a chance to watch it, it was very encouraging to find what works for you in prayer. Like some people, they can journal themselves right raising mm-hmm. if that's how you can pray to god yeah, that works too because yeah because god hears your heart whether you have vocal voices because you know, what if you're mute so even take the lord's prayer if you're unsure of how to start like just start by reading it or memorizing it and just start praying but pray pray thoughtfully about it like what you're actually saying don't just say the words like you're memorized yeah a recipe yeah. just as you're saying the words that christ gave in the bible just contemplate what it is that you're actually saying and that can be in a prayer in itself and there are some prayer books out there too that yes. can help you if you're unsure and there's prayers for different types of like things and if you are really struggling if you have a mentor or if you don't find a mentor who can help you to learn how to pray anything that you want to add to the prayer part david how do you do prayer? Let's see. I more or less, when I pray to God, I've come to realize that I typically request or ask him for well-being. When I'm praying about other people, friends, family, and just a general people who may not know God well, I actually tend to not so much pray about them, but ask God to show them, like request God. And God, can you do this for me? or not for me, but for these people specifically, God, can you heal this person? I ask of you this father, can you heal this person? I ask of you this father, can you reveal to this person your nature, your well-being, can you reveal to this person Jesus? And typically I try to pray to God as if, I try to, I try to pray to Jesus and God as if he's like a, I guess the, the same kind of interaction you would interact with a father, like your, your father that raised you and and stuff. You have conversations with your father. You ask him for help. You ask him for aid. You have general conversations with him and you laugh and, and stuff. So 
I try to, but at the same time, that kind of father idea is that you have to, you have the same respect to the, your father. You would listen to your father. You would follow your father's your role model. You got to understand that he knows best for you, that he, he will provide for you. So it, so there's this complexity to my prayer. Normally I try to treat prayer as like an actual conversation and not so much. A formula? A formula, yeah. It's just like, I need to vent, and I vent, so I vent to God. I need to just, I'm angry at something or someone, and, and I ask God to simply calm me down or give me guidance or provide opportunity. So it's like a, it's more like a conversation I'm having with someone I'm intimately close with than an actual formalized prayer. I've heard of people actually having an empty chair sitting in the room where they're praying and envisioning God or Jesus sitting in that chair when they're praying. So many ways, just there's so many ways to do the Bible reading. There's so many ways that you can come about prayer. And it's just like finding how you work. If you're a person who needs to walk and like can't stay still, some people do like they're thinking when they're walking. And that to go for a walk as you pray. I've done yeah. that. And yeah. it's whatever it is that sort of relaxes you, not get you up tight or like <laughs> for me, I don't like walking at all. So I just be like, why am I walking? I'm thinking about walking. My feet hurt. Where am I going? That's what I'd be thinking about. I wouldn't be focused on the prayer. So finding your quiet space and finding out that what kind of works for you. I know people who like to go up for it. They like, they love hiking and they'll go hiking up these hills and stuff like that and get to the peak of the hill and that's their prayer like they'll be up there and they'll be praying because of the just the majesty that they see then they can't help themselves that is so cool i don't like hiking i don't either that's right up with those people who like to get up in the morning (laughs) but i don't mind going in going for a little nature walk and praying and sometimes if i find myself really stuck i will pace around the room and pray. That also helps me because I've also got restless leg syndrome. And sometimes sitting still is more distracting. Well, think more about that than, yeah. Yeah. So when I have a situation where my legs are like, let's go jogging and I'm going to let God, I'll get up and walk around if, I, if it's time for prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and as I said, it's, there's no set way. No, there's no right or wrong way. It's like when you're talking to somebody, there's no right or wrong way, except, you know, you don't you like the focus. You're not focusing. Like, when you think about the wrong way to talk with somebody, to somebody is when you're not focusing on them. You're talking, but they're like, you're not really listening. You're saying, yeah, whatever. You're not really talking to them. There's times when you do that with people, you're very superficial. That's a way not to talk to somebody. Or you're distracted and your brain waters yeah. off. You're thinking about everything else and. So as I say, you need to find an undistracted way. And sometimes we can get ourselves to those points because we can sit down and watch TV or play video games or do whatever, scroll Facebook forever. And that, I think, would be a really good time to have Heather on. There we go. We can have Heather on for talking about prayer. Yeah. We'll have a prayer podcast in the future. Yeah. There you go. So that was, that's how we would do, say, a short devotion. Yeah. If we want to do our long devotion, we actually include a supplemental reading. Yeah. And we've been reading through several different books. So we started with the Reformation Martyrs, like Martyrs of the Reformation. Then we went through a, a singleness book, singleness crossroads book. And then now we're going oh, through the book. Yeah. And then we're going through Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. So 
there are devotionals out there, but I, I mean, they might work for some people, but I find sometimes they're very short and sweet, but you don't actually get like consistent. You don't get anything out of them. They're not super, I mean, it might be a good way to start, but actually reading through books, like even if you just read a couple of pages or you go like a section, there's usually like topical, yeah. so you read two or three pages, you end up getting like the entire book. So you get a lot of like more depth. So a devotional might be a good way to start. It gets you used to reading a supplemental, but I find like that they don't quite give that in depth that you can get by reading actual whole books. Yeah. Again, it could be the type of person that you are that you can only focus for one page and that's okay. Yeah. But we're readers. We're readers. And I think that there's these books that we've been like, yeah, we should be reading these things. And yeah. it helps you actually read through them. And then there can be lots of conversation and just there's so many books that you can read through and then you read through them. Reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, it's amazing how, like he wrote that back in around, the 40s, in the 40s, around the time of the war. And it's ridiculous how he could have written it for today. He could have written it for today. Yeah. It, at the times that uh, there's really nothing new under the sun. Yeah. How many times I have said that? Especially since we've been <laughs> reading, the, reading the devotions. Yeah. Bible, like Old Testament, New Testament, Reformation times, see it blows. There's just nothing that's just all happening. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really, I think it's really good to add these because you get perspectives from other people. You get to learn, like, even if you say got like a, an autobiography, you can learn about great people of the faith. Yep. We've yep. read through, I've read, my dad read through some different ones. Like, and yeah, reading out loud can change a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is because I'm more of a storybook reader. So for me to read these books is really quite good because I would normally be less help. likely to, yeah, I wouldn't be like sitting down just to read this. That's not my type of thing to read as like recreation, even though I enjoy it. Yeah. It's just not what I would go to pick it up. So again, you can find devotional books, but if you want something a little bit more meatier, a little deeper, just find, go to C.S. Lewis, start with C.S. Lewis. There's so many books out there. Yeah. And if, you, and, if, his, and if C.S. Lewis is too much of a thing, there are so many other... Find a topic that you're interested in, you find a book on it. Like we have with this Crossroads of Singleists across, at the Crossroads. We are, that's part of our ministry work. And we were wanted to read this book and we took the time to read it. And even like when we were reading through, because I did the church history and the Reformation. So that's why we started reading through the Reformational Martyrs book by Dodney. And that was quite a thing. It was like horrific at times when we were just finding it. And then yet we could see at the time we're reading through the Gospels and we see basically that the stuff from the Reformation. And again, I'm not going to say that it's all Catholics, but I think their leadership at the time was very like it was more power centric, not God centric. And so there was a corruptness that was going on in the, yeah. in the higher makes- echelons of the catholic church and it was not much different than the pharisees were treating jesus yeah it makes you wonder how did they go from being so god-centered to being all about power control because that's where mankind likes to go and it's happening again that you see it in a lot of the not all mega churches like mega churches but there is like when you got prosperity gospel and you have some of these things it's it's centering the same thing yeah and it's just so it was interesting to go through that yeah and just especially while you're reading through the gospels they seem to do a lot of parallels with pharisees and again they were the leaders of the day they were much more 
power controls oriented. And yeah, so it was quite eye opening. It was quite interesting too when we were on the Thursday night, we were reading about the martyrs and are praying about the martyrs of the persecuted church. Uh, we got to that part in the Bible where Paul was being persecuted. It was like, oh, like you. And chains and whipped. Or even when Stephen was being murdered. Oh, that too, yeah. Brings to a more realism to to what's going on. Yeah. It makes you really understand, like, these people really put so much on the line in order to bring the gospel to the lost. Are we that dedicated? Yeah. And sometimes you don't know until that type of situation arises. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, have you added supplemental readings to your devotions? I think it's mainly apologetic. I can't name the books off the top of my head. No, but like, do you add them in? Do you read them with your devotions? Or? Oh, no, typically they're separate. Usually I have a time where I just do devotions, then a separate time where I just focus on other stuff. It's how I, it's how I really learn. I can't do trying to learn two different or read two different things at the same time yeah yeah i'm a five book reader i'm generally when i'm reading like fiction no i'm one at a time oh yeah yeah i can start one book and go okay and then i'll oh this one looks interesting i might as well start this one too so then i'm reading five books all at the same time i can't even non-fictional and i have a hard time like skipping if even if i read something before like skipping one in a series like going I need to read it. I must read it. It's part of a series, even if I don't like it as much. It's, and you know what I need to do is reading the end. I don't want to know what's going to happen until I get there. No. And I know people who actually, no, I've got to read the end of the book to know what I want to read. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even, those are those morning hiking people. Probably. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this conversation has been able to give you some hope that you too can create yourself through a devotional time. It does not have to follow a specific formula. formula, but it is good to find a routine that works for you. If you don't make something a routine, it can get put off. And also, this is a big thing. Don't get discouraged if you miss a day. That's one of the biggest lies that Satan will tell you. It's, oh, you don't care. Look at you. You can't even keep it up. If you miss a day, get right back on the horse and keep going. Like even if you're reading the Bible in a year, you miss a day. Don't be like, oh, I got to make it up. Just go for that day. Yeah. Keep going. No, you'll come around again. It will come around again. Yeah. Even if you change your reading the plan, it'll come around again. So just give yourself your the amount that you can handle. If you miss a day, then you missed a day. Yeah. Because sometimes life gets in the way. You get tired. You get sick. I was flying one time. Like I was in the, literally I was in the airplane. And so I missed a day and just things happen. Yeah. And I think generally though, even if we're not feeling well, we'll be like, hey, let's get good emotions done now. I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. We'll still try to get it done. So do your best to try to keep that that time, time, just like you would, like, oh, like back in the day when you'd be like, oh, I'm going to be there for my favorite show. It's eight o'clock Thursday night. Back when you had to watch TV with channels when it came on and you didn't get to choose. And you didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you make sure it's a priority. But as you get the routine, stick to it. If you miss a day, it's okay. Pick it up on the day that you, like the next day, keep going. Yeah, just get back on the horse. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. Satan will tell you that, oh, yeah, you're a failure. You can't do it. You just can't keep up with it. You might as well quit now while you're hit. Because he doesn't want you to learn about God. No. 
He doesn't want you to get close to him. He doesn't want you to have any personal time with him because if you've ever read the screw tape letters. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one is your first supplemental reading. There you go. There you go. That's a, That's a recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, if the C.S. Lewis is too old fashioned for you, read the Alcor made one called Falgren's letters. He updated it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's another really good author. But Focus on the Family Radio Theater did do screw tape letters. Did they? Too, so if you need audio, that helps too. There you go. See, like different you can for voices and stuff. You can always do these things on audio. Do they have Mario on audio? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I already had it years ago. Well, yeah. I have it on my ABC and Focus on the Family Radio There's two different versions for Narnia. Like so, it. any final thoughts, David? <laughs> so, are you encouraged now to develop a stronger. The volitional time. I don't, know, I don't know how much stronger I can get. <laughs> You're a super lifter. Yeah. And it's amazing, too, that when, when friends know that you are doing these devotions and pray, oh, can you pray for this? All of a sudden, and also, ask. when you actually tell people, I'm going to pray for you, you really are going to pray for them. It's yeah. not just a platitude. And it's not just on, it's not just something you throw out there in the universe. Either, yeah, and it never happens. You actually go, hey, I said I'd pray for it, and then... Because you're doing it every night, and especially when you have the two people, you can be like, hey, I said I'd pray for, and it helps you to remember that you, or that I've thought of the person's trying to pray, and be like, hey, can you pray for this? And if you have that routine, then you actually do mean it when you tell people that you're praying, that you're praying for them. And what can happen is that it keeps them on their mind. So when you see them, you go, hey, how did this turn out? How are you feeling? And then they realize that you were actually paying attention and not just saying something. Yeah. Like I got a friend whose husband is get, is supposed to get open heart surgery, and he's in pretty bad shape. We're praying for him. Yeah, he's on the prayer list. Got to be prayed for every day. Yeah. And he is a missionary, so he's one of God's own. So his wife, who's the spirit, please pray for my husband. Yes, definitely. And it feels good to be able to say, "Yes, I will pray for him," because I know that we will pray for him. Yes, exactly. This is a really, hopefully, encouraging podcast to help you develop your own devotional routine. Try the accountability. Having a partner to do it with, even if it's on FaceTime, helps you gain that accountability of just not letting the other person down and just doing the devotions. And so that can be a very positive thing. So, yeah, hopefully this gives you... The encouragement, the boost to start it in your life or to make it a little bit stronger in your life or just maybe tweak something that's in your life if you're already doing it. And yeah, if so, give us a shout. Let us know if it's something that's helped you. Our, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter slash X. Oh, no, my turn to an S. <laughs> And our email is root77ministries at gmail.com. That's R-O-U-T-E 77ministries at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know if this has helped you at all or if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or clarify or just say, hey, I'm listening and I enjoy what you're saying. Yeah. And if you see our posts on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, you can comment there too. Yes. There's yeah. lots of places to comment. Lots of places to comment. We and look forward to hearing this stuff. Yes. And so I, and I don't know what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. We want to know. Wait. Some feedback would be nice. A little bit of feedback. Please give us some feedback. <laughs> and one Stop one. So if you could like and subscribe to this podcast, that would be great. And if you could leave a review, that would be great too. And 
Show. We'll see you all here next time. Have a good day. Bye for now. That's a wrap on our enriching discussion about the power and significance of devotions in our daily lives. As you continue on your journey, remember that a little devotion can make a world of difference. We'd love to hear how this topic has resonated with or helped you. Until next time, remember to cherish those quiet moments of reflection and live your single life to its fullest. Oh, 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 oh